This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Today on CityCast Philly, Mother's Day is a national celebration, but it was founded by someone in Philly. Our guest today explains the history behind this special day and why the creator might have hated your brunch plans. It's Thursday, May 11th. I'm Trinina Ree, and here's what Philly's talking about. Patricia Malday, you're the senior digital editor at the Philadelphia Inquirer. A couple of years ago, you dug through archival records to learn about the woman who created Mother's Day. Tell us about her. Yeah, her name is Anna Jarvis, and I want to caveat and say that I am no historian. I just really like to dig through the Inquirer's archives, which is how this article came to be. Right. Uh, but Anna is from West Virginia. She moved to Philadelphia a little later in life. Her mom died in 1905, and they had a really close relationship. And after she had died, she recognized her mother with um, through her family and friends or with her family and, and friends. In 1908, it was the first Mother's Day that was officially observed. There was a celebration in West Virginia in the church that they attended. There was also uh, celebrations in Philadelphia. She had persuaded ministers to preach about motherhood. And then from there, she just launched on this crusade to get Mother's Day to be recognized as something bigger than just that, than just a celebration of her own mom, but for uh, mothers uh, throughout society and for everybody's mom. Wow, that's really beautiful, actually, when you think about it. She got to honor her mom this way. So what was Anna's, you know, original pillars or guidelines of this holiday? She very much wanted it to be about spending time and company with your mother or with the person who who meant the most of you or most to you. Right. So that includes like grandmoms, aunts, sisters, anyone who raised you. I think so. I think, it, again, the sentiment was just spending time and showing your love for that person. Uh, it, later in life, she really grew to hate the holiday. She saw how commercialized it had become. Mm -hmm. She fought against florists handy makers, greeting card companies. She really wanted it to be a day where you went to church with your mom, where you spent time with your mom, where you wrote a letter, a very heartfelt letter to her instead of what it had become, which was just commodified and, and buying things. In fact, she uh, there's some lawsuits involved, I believe. Wow. She boycotted sales. She was even arrested once in 1925, I believe, protesting against some war mothers who were selling carnations. Carnations actually became a symbol for Mother's Day. So it's complicated. It's interesting to have started something and then later in life to really rally against it. Patricia, can you tell me how... The holiday went from this more recognizable tradition and then becoming an actual holiday. Sure. So 
as I said, Anna Jarvis's mother, Anna Reeves Jarvis, she died in 1908 or 1905. Later on, Anna decided to celebrate and honor her mother with her friends, her those who were closest to her. After that, she wanted to take the celebration a bit further. So in 1908, there was a memorial service in West Virginia where they were from, also a celebration in Philadelphia. From there, she wanted to make it bigger, make the holiday something that was more celebrated. So she launched this letter writing campaign. Uh, she took it to people who were above her, who were in some authority figure. And from there, it was recognized state by state. I think West Virginia was the first to recognize it as a holiday, but that wasn't enough. She had then taken it to Congress. Then it became something that uh, in the president's interest. And then President Woodrow Wilson had made it an official federal recognized holiday in 1914. And just a, a fun little fact that I found as I was digging through the archives, the pen that President Woodrow Wilson had used to, to sign and, and make Mother's Day an officially federally recognized holiday was then given to Anna Jarvis, a little token. And there's also a Mother's Day historical blue marker somewhere in the city. <laughs> yes, there is. Uh, it is at Market and Juniper Streets, I believe. It's right in, in front of City Hall. So it's that traffic island as you're coming up on Market. And it, it's right there in front of you. And it's just so interesting that there is this plaque honoring Anna Jarvis and her mother and her being recognized as the founder of Mother's Day in front of an emblem like City Hall. And yet people don't know who she is. She is not a household name or, or figure that everybody knows. And in fact, when when you Google her, it's uh, there's some things that come up, but it's not as much information as you would probably think. So Patricia, what ended up happening to Anna? So Anna spent her later years really rallying against the holiday. She continued to fight that until she grew ill. She was committed to a sanatorium. She did die at the age of 84. But her legacy is really starting this holiday with the sentiment of having it be a special day that you spent with your mom and later grew to, to hate it. And she lived that until her final days. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. You know, as a mom, I actually like to get those like small little handmade gifts that the kids make or the plan and the poems. And as they get older, the gifts get better, you know. <laughs> but, you know, I do enjoy a day of rest, um, some candles and DoorDash me some food and I'm really happy. But there's a lot of pressure, I feel like, to do Mother's Day. You know, folks have to book reservations for brunch or dinner, get those carnations, those flowers. And now, like, stores have these, like, matching outfits so you can, like, be twinsies with you and your kid. <laughs> so, you know, people are having this, like, different relationship to the holiday. 
Patricia, what's your relationship to this day? I have a pretty complicated relationship with Mother's Day. Actually, my uh, mother died when I was in high school. I do have a stepmom. No, no. And I have a stepmom. And I recently got married and am very close with my mother-in-law. So it's been very beautiful to sort of build that relationship with her and to spend a lot of time with her. But it's a weird one. You see a lot of the commercials, the 1-800-Flowers and the pressure, and it's exactly what Anna Jarvis was rallying against. This day is also challenging for folks who may not live close to their mom. Um, My mom lives in a different state. People have torn relationships with their, their moms, their caretakers. And recently, there's been, you know, a push to talk about women who experience infertility or had a miscarriage. How do you think that that impacts how people feel about the holiday? Again, it's complicated. We live in a society where that mother-child relationship takes on many different forms. So uh, I think that we are now more open as a society to talk about these problems like infertility, like miscarriages in a way that we haven't before. So it's not something that I have experienced, but I see it, of course, on on social and Mm -hmm. hear others talking about it. So it it does seem like there is a support network there that that's growing, which is great. But it's, it's I think that this is a complicated holiday for for most people, but uh, it's masked by all of the commercialization and the the pressures that we had talked about. So I want to go back to the point of this day being turned into that commercialized holiday and, you know, how Anna didn't want this to be the way Mother's Day should be celebrated. How should we celebrate this day? Um, What kinds of celebrations should we do to honor the original spirit of Mother's Day? I think, again, it's about spending company and and time with that person who is your motherly figure or is your own mother. As I was digging through the archives, I kept coming across this one circular that was referenced in some stories back in, in 1912. So it's a little obscure, but stick with me. This was a tribute by the uh, YMCA out in Australia, which really shows how Anna Jarvis had started this holiday. And then it really spread to uh, different parts of the world, right? Started in Philadelphia and, and grew larger. Of course, there were ancient celebrations of mom, but the Mother's Day that we've come to know really started with Anna and, and grew larger. But this circular that was sent out by a YMCA in Australia, I think, really captured the spirit of Anna Jarvis's vision of Mother's Day. And it had said, quote, the observance of the day, honor your mother or her memory through some distinct act of kindness, a visit, a letter, live this day as your mother would have you live it, have her as your guest of honor, write her a letter of praise and gratitude. If she be not living in glad recognition of her work, glad in the heart of some other mother, stamp the day with kindness. I think it's just a really beautiful summary of this is about sentiment. This is not about the prophet. That's beautiful. Patricia Maudet, thank you so much for joining me on CityCast Philly. Thank you. And here's what else Philly's talking about. Texas sent a bus of immigrants to Philly for the first time in months. According to the Philadelphia Inquirer, city officials are preparing for more buses to potentially arrive once a pandemic-era border policy called Title 42 expires tonight. 
Immigrants are lining up at the U.S.-Mexico border in anticipation of this change. We'll talk more about this story on tomorrow's Friday News Roundup. And this story is a breath of fresh air. The Philadelphia region is getting cleaner air. Axios Philadelphia reports air quality in our area has improved since 2012. Now, toxins in the air can cause a lot of health problems impacting your lungs and blood. Axios also reported that the 2019 closure of the biggest air polluter in the city, which was the Philadelphia Energy Solutions Refinery in South Philly, has helped local air quality. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. If you enjoyed this episode about Mother's Day, tell your mother, grandma, aunt, or sister that you love them. Rate the show, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button. Be sure to sign up for our morning newsletter too. It's called Hey Philly. We'll be back tomorrow morning with the Friday News Roundup. Bye. Bye.